Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today again with um, some great guests that we've already been talking about, some special education services to young children in child care settings. We've had a part one that we um, talked through some of the ways that the system and the process is set up for special education services in early childhood settings that are child care. And I have with us today, again, Kylie Hendrick from the St. Paul Schools. She's an early childhood special education teacher. Welcome, Kylie. Thanks for joining us again. Yes, thanks for having me back. You're welcome. It's good to talk with you. You have so much information that's so helpful, I think, to our audience. And then we also have Jackie Johnson, who is one of our CICC coaches, who is out in childcare supporting this very process by partnering with those of you who are doing the work day to day and also working in partnership with special education to try to make this process go smoothly. Um, I, today, we're going to talk a little bit about what that partnership could look like in an ideal world. What are some of the components that make things run smoothly? So I'm going to hand it off to Kylie so that she can just kind of walk us through. And then I think, you know, Jackie can jump in if you would to just tell us some things that you've noticed when you've been out in childcare settings um, as this process unfolds. So Kylie, why don't you start with the process? Yeah, so so some some key components of this process that I think of um, in an ideal world are are really kind of that relationship, getting to know um, the site, the the child care providers, getting to know the students, um, and working closely to you know collaborate and have that open communication that that communication and feeling comfortable enough um, to be honest with each other um, really really important um, and then being able to kind of understand each other's roles and how we're going to work together and how this is all going to um, play out. And then I think it's really important for, for the special educators, um, as we come in, we really try to gather a lot of information from child care providers on um, what are the expectations in your classroom? Um, what are your philosophies? You know, giving us more information as to um, kind of how, how your routine and day look and how things are set up in your setting. So we know how to best work with students in your setting. Um, so we can have, have that great partnership together. That's a wonderful place to start, you know, just really learning about each other. So you, because it's not just a partnership between the special educator and the child, it's really a partnership between the, well, it's, it's this triad of the parents, the family, and then the provider who's providing the childcare supports, but then that early childhood special educator too, who's kind of feeling probably like this outsider coming into, we always talk about it in our coaching work that we have to be invited in. We're invited into this, this setting that is very, very personal to this childcare professional. And so how can we enter in a respectful way? And it sounds like some of those things that you just mentioned really do show that respect of this is your place, you know, really tell me how it runs smoothly. And Jackie, do you have anything to add that things that you've noticed or other tips as far as those first 
beginning relationship building pieces? I, I think, you know, Kylie hit the nail on the head and it's, it's all about relationship. And I think if both, um, I'm going to say two, because at the point in time when service is being delivered, the parent's not there. They're probably at work, which is why the child is in childcare. But um, both parties, the provider and the um, special education teacher, um, I think need to sort of take the other person's position or point of view and think about how is it for me coming in? How is it for her coming in? How does it feel? And so I think those are really important parts. I'm wondering if you've ever had the sense um, when you've been working, Kylie, in a center or a home, if the provider feels at all threatened by you coming in or, um, ha you know, having those kinds of concerns like, um, you know, what exactly is, what are they going to do here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think there's that big question mark if you've never had the you know experience before. If if someone hasn't come in, I think that can feel unsettling, right? Like why are they here and what are they observing and are they writing notes down and what mm -hmm. are they doing? Um so we're we're really trying to work hard to have meetings with childcare providers and centers before to explain some of that upfront um before we even step foot in the classroom to explain kind of we might come in and um do some observations and you know explain what those looks like what those look like and we really try to just keep that communication as as open as possible. Um, but there definitely can be be some hesitation with the unknown. And, you know, same for us. It's like, okay, I don't know exactly what I'm walking into, like you said, Jackie. So, yeah, I think the more we can have conversation up front, um, the the more successful we are when we when we start providing services in a in a classroom. Mm -hmm. I another thing I thought about is, um, is there a time when uh, you might be asked to do things that you think might not be within your role as an early childhood special education teacher as you're coming in, and again, how how can you address those with a provider? Yeah. Um, and we, we really, you know, our focus is on working within the routine and activities in the classroom. And our focus is on the student who has the special education needs. But like you had said, like we talked about in episode one, we do, you know, want to work with other children in the classroom and kind of just merge right in and be another teacher. Um, so there can be some gray area <laughs> there. So we we want to make sure that um, we're just letting uh, staff know and having those those open conversations about kind of what our role is in, um, you know, maybe supporting other students in the classroom. Like we may not be able to always go help student with XYZ who, who isn't the student that we're providing service for. Uh, of course, we will do, you know, as much as we can with simple things, but um, we will really talk with the providers about kind of some limitations we might have within the classroom as well. Yeah, Because I'm thinking of 
say you're working on bathroom routine with the child who you are providing services for and you're in the bathroom and you're helping them with some hand over hand support and pulling up pants and getting more independent. And then in comes three other children and, you know, thinking, well, you're there, you're a grown up, help me out. And, and that could be a little bit dicey. And I'm sure that, you know, that's the type of situation that often comes up in a conversation of, as Jackie noted, you know, what's your role as a special educator from the outside coming into this established routine and, 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 and making that really well known up front that, I mean, our coaches have to do the same thing. We're, we're not, we're not staff. We're not helping with those bathrooming routines. We're not, you know, doing those some of those things, we can't be left alone with children, all of those pieces that go into that prior laying the foundation conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it does sound like the more you sort of integrate yourself into the classroom as just another adult, um, probably the more you will have that, um, that feeling that you are accepted and they will understand that you're there as a, as a helpful person. And you're not only going to just focus and look at this one child, but you know, if somebody's going to fall off the chair, you probably will grab them (laughs) and not let them fall. So it's that kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm here, I can be helpful, but I'm also pretty clear about what my focus has to be when I'm here. Right. Yes. Yep. We want to, you know, we want to help in any way that we can within, um, you know, the limits of being another teacher in the classroom, but, but our focus really is on that special education student. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm glad that that we had that conversation about that. So when you're talking about these communication opportunities, how do those happen in the, in the, you know, the ideal world of successful partnerships? How are those set up? Do you initiate that, initiate those as a special educator? Does the, you know, early childhood professional reach out to you? Is it both ways? Do you have regulars set up times? Yeah. And we plan those a little differently with, with each site and they can, they can vary with childcare providers with, within a site as well. But, um, we really want to try to have there be regular communication. So, um, if we can get weekly communication and if the best method for the child care provider is um, through email, we'll, we'll email. If it's by phone, when they, you know, have a break quick, we'll chat by phone. We really want to kind of, we don't schedule in time and this piece is always really tricky. So we try our best to work with child care providers and what works best for them, their, their time. Um, and we do, if they are able to, um, do some communication and check-in when we first arrive at visits. So we, we will kind of talk about, you know, what are your priorities? What, what's been happening with the student? What do you really want to focus on this week or today? Um, and then we, we try to really wrap up at the end of the visit, if we can, and the, and the child care provider is able to just step aside. We try to wrap up and, you know, talk about, okay, these strategies, how, does, how do they feel? Let's review a little bit. We, we follow a framework, and, and I can talk more about that a little bit more if you want me to, Priscilla, but um, the communication piece is, <laughs> is tricky, and we do our best 
to um, make it work for both both sides. Sure. That's that's great. And actually, I would love it if you wouldn't mind just going into the framework a little bit for our listeners. I think that would be helpful. Before we do that, though, I also had a question about when are the families pulled in? To, is, like, how often uh, are you doing communication where it's the family and the provider or is it more separated? You're working with the family on certain things in the childcare setting. How, how does that work? And then if you could go into a little bit about the framework, that'd be great. Yeah. So most times we will send a triplicate note home. So we will put in the child's backpack kind of what we had worked on that day, what we observed. Um, some parents prefer an email follow-up to or a phone call. So we may do that. So depending on how often we see the child, we will have a follow-up with parents just as we do, you know, with child care providers. Okay. Um, and then we do um, a progress update on their IEP goals and objectives. Um, just we follow kind of that same schedule that maybe the child care does or if the child care doesn't have kind of a set schedule for, um, for conferences, we would follow the St. Paul Public School schedule for those conferences. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. And Kylie, do you go always, like, do you go for one hour, for two hours? Do you stay for half a day? Um, how many times a week might you go into the child care center? Yeah, and that's really dependent on um, each child. That's that piece where the individualized education plan is created and we follow what's on that plan. So we really look at each child's needs and develop that plan and the intervention and how often the intervention will be based on the child's needs. So it can vary. Okay. And is there ever a time where a child might get some service in his childcare and some service at home? Yeah, absolutely. Some, some parents kind of like that combination. So they have that home piece and, um, you know, can work on things at home as well. Um, so there are times when we maybe see a child in their child care setting twice a month or, and then we see them twice a month at home. So that's all part of that planning process um, before that IEP or IFSP is created. Okay. That's great. It's lovely for you as the special educator to see, to be able to see the child in both settings. And I would think too, that that, um, is really just a nice balance for the child to be able to have you have some things at home that are really that you're working on and then things at childcare. So um, it provides a broad, a broad opportunity for getting some growth and, and development and, and moving forward on that. Um, so the framework you mentioned, do you want to just go into that a little bit and then um, shed some light on that for our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I said, as we um, kind of, come in for visits, we, we like to do the check-in, the check-in with child care providers and see, um, you know, how the week has been going and what they would like to focus on. Um, and we really, you know, look at those IEP goals and objectives and, and the needs of the student and how, how can we help support them in the classroom. So there's that, that check-in and priority that we really first start with. And then we do some observation and kind of, um, you know, some some learning and wonderings together. 
<laughs> if we're able to. And and after that, we might develop some ideas and strategies and then try to actually um, put them in place. You know, let's try this. See how this works today. Let's model this for this student or let's, um, you know, uh, break down the art activity, you know, things like that. Let's try it and see how it goes. And then kind of coming back together and having that discussion, that review and reflection on how did that feel for you? How did that go? Um, do you think you might be able to do this later in the week? You know, some questions like that so that we can kind of plan together the next steps um, and maybe what's going to happen then between now and the next visit that we have together. Great. That's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that's a uh, piece that's often one of the big curious questions is, what, do I, what am I going to have to do as a, a child care provider? I'm not a trained special educator. What are they expecting of me? And so I think that that's going to be, that's a longer conversation. And so I'd like to postpone that to our next episode and really dig in a little bit into that of, that, that piece that you just mentioned, you know, what is the expectation? What could it look like? Um, I think that, you know, going back to that whole theme of communication is key and communicating upfront, everyone's going to feel more successful um, in the, the partnership. So I want to just wrap up this episode and uh, invite everyone to join us for episode part three, where we're going to really look at making it work, making that combination of early childhood special ed services and childcare really come together for the, the positive outcome for that child who's at the center. And, and that's our goal is, you know, what's going to keep, what's going to provide the most quality care to move children successfully along their path of development. So thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Jackie. And we'll look forward to having you back for part three. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.